Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today is... Luke. And also... Rafael. Okay, I guess we're doing a musical today. Mm-hmm. This is episode number 174. And this week I have the unfortunate task of picking some <laughs> mid-ass movies. Those movies... It, ha- it happens to the best of us, buddy. It, I, but I hate it. Like, I hate it when it happens to you guys, but I hate it... Ten times more when it happens to me. Might just be um, a mighty wind. Are you? Continue. Okay. All right, then. Um, those movies are the Mario Brothers movie. I should say the Mario Bros. movie, but whatever. Um, we're also reviewing Renfield. Both of these movies are currently in theaters, one of which is making a lot more money than the other, probably. And we're going to conclude our show with my first, my first entry into our Volume 3 Anniversaries pick. Ten years ago, Upstream Color came out. And that is the film I chose. The only shining light in this trio of reviews for me. Um, <laughs> you can always... <laughs> terrible negativity on the show. On the show. Um, anyway, you can always follow and fi- uh, find us. Find this episode and all of our other episodes at otherpodcast.com. Um, on there, you can follow us to our last... Uh, two years worth of, uh, so to speak, of anniversaries marathon we've done before and in preparation for this one, see how it works. Uh, we do 10, 20, and 30 years back in that order. I know there's a big one up for 25. People love 50s. Um, and I thought of that. We thought of that. Rafa and I, you know, we went over it, but we're like, no, we want to make a shorter thing and 30 years is good. Um, anyway, um, check those out there. Um, before we carry on to the meat of the show, Luke, how... And why have you been? Why? I don't know. Okay. Cannot stop, you know, ceasing to exist. Can't. Never stop, never stopping? Never stop, never stopping. And how I've been? Uh, I've been all right. I actually took some days off of work that I was supposed to have off and just watched some stuff. Slept a lot. Got reacquainted. Nothing nothing spectacular. Finally got some well-deserved rest. Short-lived. Have you been overworking or something? Uh, I've been pretty much going like six days a week. Hmm. How many hours per day? uh, I don't know. Sometimes (laughs) eight, sometimes ten, sometimes more. Okay. I think in the last two weeks before that, I did like 30-ish some hours of overtime. Wow. So, yeah, it's needed a quick break. Catch up. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a lot. That's 70 hours. Right? But aside from that, nothing special. Okay. Okay. No worries. There's not, nothing wrong with having a chill day, staycation, a little personal thing. Ralph, how about you, man? How you been? I've uh, been okay. Yep. Just been doing um, Badetta. Badetta? Oh, I should. Um, I've been playing a lot of Resident Evil 4. A lot, but in like bursts, sad to say. Also, my wife scared the shit out of me last night. Um, I was, I had the while playing Resident Evil. Yeah, of course I was, uh, playing and I had the TV speakers and I just, well, fighting with those, uh, uh, the, the hard, the ones that don't die unless if you shoot them in a specific place. Yeah. Zombies. Um, (laughs) no. And, um, and I'm fighting it. I thought I killed the guy properly. Right. I know I did because I shot him <laughs> in the right place. But then my wife opens the door like if this fucking thing's about to jump on me. It's like one in the morning. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, ah! I'm scared and shit. Yeah. I hit pause. I was like, what's up? 
She's on my back hurts. So I was like, oh, just fucking Christ. <laughs> just go lay on the couch or something. That's funny. <laughs> I can't stand you right now. Anyways, um, so yeah, that was that. But besides... Um, How does it marry compared to the other remakes? Well, it's still... You know, so it's still campy, which I like. The dialogue is fantastic, which is like... That's where it gets... Fantastic as in bad? Because... Yes. Bad and yes, original. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, 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 it's bad. But it's like intentionally bad. You know, like it's like... It's bad in like in the way of like he's saying these like bad something like a dad joke, right? So he's saying these like liners and like you're like, man, like no one talks like that in Leon, you know? But it's great because like it's also like that that brings on from the from the original, right? It's not as much. Yeah, he's such um, a voice count. I'll tell I will tell you though, it does feel way more in, like this right, even from the beginning of the Resident Evil Four, you'll you'll find that right away that there's actually a storyline to it that doesn't feel like you have to figure it out towards the end of it, like how it all ties in, you know? Um, it okay. tells you right away in the beginning. Like, there's like a quick thing. I did this. I did, like, as Leon. Leon talks. Like, he's like, I did this. This happened. Like, this is the the foreshadowing of events of stuff that's happened beforehand. So, like, it sets it up. Is it and the like, way they did um, the Nemesis thing with Jill Valentine narrating in the yeah, beginning? similar Kinda situation. Like uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Some very similar situation. And, um... So it does it does a really good job there, and I'm I'm digging I digging the hell out of it. Um, I do feel like it's a PlayStation Four game though, in a weird way, like the last of a PlayStation Four game. Okay, like it, I know it is on PS4 as well, but it does graphics wise. No, it, I think it looks great. Yeah, a little bit graphics wise. I'm playing on PS5 obviously, but like it's just like mm-hmm. it just feels like it's it feels like it's ported to PS5, not native to PS5. If you know what I'm saying. Mm, yeah, I okay. get it. Um, other than that, it plays great. Uh, they took away some stuff, like especially like the button mashing things. Like, there's no boulders to worry about. More games used to care about that. Well, yeah, a lot of people, I used to. I used to like it, but it also takes you away from like watching the, you know, the cutscenes, right? Um, sure. Yeah. So yeah, there's um, it's fun. I, I'm digging the heck out of it. Um, the only thing I don't like, I'm having some issues with. Uh, like just the way they they breathe heavy like all the time and it's annoying. Like especially Ashley. Ashley's consistently <sighs> and I'm like, all right, Jesus, relax. Like so Can you hold an IRA? No. Damn. Uh, that's just for that's just for Gen Zers or no Gen Gen Iso, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well in a weird way you can, yes, I guess. But not yeah. Millennials too, I guess, yeah. So yeah, but besides that, I think you'll have fun. A lot, lots of fun, and I'm already like I'm about to beat the game, and I'm already thinking about like what replay do I want to do. So mm, right. this one has replayability. They all have replayability. It's a Resident Evil game, but yeah. does it have? What are you buying? What yes, you the merchants there. Yeah, it's got. The mer- there's like there's a mode where you have to play without uh, interacting with the merchant. Really? Yeah. Now I've never really played that franchise but, as much. But is it hard? Without like doing the merchant, do you, you play? Think? Yeah, with yeah, of course it's hard. Without yeah, you merchant. need to get space and shit, right? You still yeah. need all that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, basically, did you play the last Resident Evil from the main story, the original, like part eight or whatever with Ethan? Me? Yeah. No. Resident Evil Village. Sorry, that's the name of nope. it. Nope. They basically Resident Evil Village has a lot of same components as Resident Evil Four with a merchant and the way you store and stock your shed is all space related. I know they all are, but like more in a graph. You know what I mean, Rafa? I do, yeah. way. And you buy more space, basically. Um, and it's the same. That's what I'm trying. I was trying to give you like... The only one I've ever played, like 
to finish, I think, is Resident Evil Five. Oh, the action so, one. So the most the action, action the most action yeah. one. Well, yeah. you'll you'll like this one because it does feel like a it does feel like a step below Resident Evil Five, where there's still more horror elements to it. Um, but it is way action. It's it's heavily intense action because Resident Evil Four does start that action stuff. Um, yeah, but it also it it's also a lot of like the old school puzzles and yeah. Horror. I mean, for me, Resident Evil Four and Five are like the the, the beginning of the downhill for me. Because well, what's uh, funny? Four is my favorite one of the series. I know so. it is. Yeah, I know. But it's, you don't know better, it's still yeah. good. No, yeah, it's fine. So oh. I did play Resident a, a bit of uh, Resident Evil Two. Yeah, fuck what you're saying, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, fuck you. How does it compare to that one, though? Rather uh, the new one. The new Resident Evil 2 or the... Yeah, the Resident Evil 2 was way more creepier. Yeah, way more creepier, yeah. Resident Evil... I I will say something like this. I almost never worried about ammo in Resident Evil 4, and I'm playing it on normal mode. And I miss quite a bit, because I I miss quite a bit, especially in the beginning. But I've never had to worry about ammo. Except for shotgun, because, you know, fuck shotgun. I always craft it, so it's not... I don't even worry about it, because I craft it. Hmm. So... Yeah... So for no. you, it would be great. I think it's a great. It's a fun playthrough. It's a really good third person game. Yeah, you don't need to, you know, worry about what scares you mm-hmm. too much. Right. Well, I remember when I, I think I played like a remake of. I was gonna Resident say Evil you Four. Could be a pussy and play. I was gonna say that, no. but I just I <laughs> no. I like how you stepped around it and then you came back to it. <laughs> yeah. I did. No, there was a version I think they re-released for like PS4 or something. But the controls were so fucking jank. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> yeah, well, how are the controls in this one? I'm sure oh, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, great, it's yeah. like the new one. It's like the Resident Evil, the Resident Evil Two controls. Only it's just everything's smoother. I will hundred percent. They they're getting better as it goes. But yeah, that's good. It's all good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Maybe I'll. I mean, I have so many fucking games. It's not even funny. I mean, I'm probably gonna. I mean, that's why buy I'm on PC I'm also. Yet. I'm probably gonna buy it on PC later just to do stuff on PC and like. Now, do you have quality. a phys- do you have a physical copy? No, I ended up opting out because I, I didn't realize I didn't even know this. I got it because it I already thought it was seventy bucks, and I was like, oh well, I'm gonna pay seventy, and that was for the the better version online, I guess, or whatever. Like it comes with like an extra map and a couple other things or whatever, and I was like, oh okay, cool, and I added like forty dollars of credit on my PlayStation account that I didn't even know. So I, when I was looking through it, I was gonna buy it physically because I'm I'm totally physical for this county games, and I was like, oh, I have forty dollars in credits, I'm just gonna buy it here. <laughs> like it's just like I, I just didn't hesitate because I was like, well, I'm right. saving. I mean, in my brain, it's forty dollars that I just found. So yeah, I 100 percent agree. Yeah, Saving. yeah. Hey, maybe maybe when I get it, Luke, but it won't be this year. I'll take your sweet time. Yeah, exactly. I'm I am taking my sweet time because I'm just transitioning to me. I've been playing Sekiro a lot lately. Um, doing pretty well now. Slowly, mind you. Oh my god, this one boss. Anyway, and it's been a lot of fun figuring that shit out. Also, just as much though, it's also fun figuring out the story of the game. Um, because if anyone who's played anything from software uh, would know that their storytelling is like non-existent. No, not non-existent. It's just non-traditional. Um. The story is like is based on your involvement. If you want to find a story, you go and find the story. Like you pay attention and you read things, or you look at items and you read the description of the items and you figure out the story. Um, 
which is funny because it usually leads to good results like when it comes to the actual fighting of goons or, or bosses you know that tells you like oh this particular clan or whatever has, uh, has always been poison um they're, they're weak to blue rust poisoning and like oh shit i have a knife that has that you mm-hmm. know and there you go you know um Unless you cheat, of course, and you read up on it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is that you can figure this shit out. And it's there's a really interesting, rich story going on there. I really, I know that there's a, there's no um, DLC for it. And I don't know if they're ever going to make one. But they, they even set up a great DLC material for it. I know. Uh, well, no, because after that, they did Elden Ring. So Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. They're not going to do it. I'm just saying. But they did set up a really nicely open. This other area they could have opened, you know. Uh, maybe they still will. Maybe it's a sequel. I have no idea. Um... But it's a lot of fun. I know you guys have not played it, but I've been totally jonesing on it and playing it every night, give or take. Um, a lot of farming because I want to get, you know, good enough. Uh, I'm this close to finding the dragon next. That's my next thing. Anyway, but I've been TikToking it too. It's fun. Anyway, um, now we're going to get into some recent discoveries. And as always, we start with Luke here. Like, we go from worst to the best. So, like, um, Luke. <laughs> <one, two. laughs> well, the asshole. so what have you seen lately all right so i did actually i managed to watch three movies Mm. first one with the longest title demon slayer the movie mugen train oh that's the longest one i mean out of the three movies i have yes oh yes that's the longest title yeah i finally finally got a chance to see it even though it's been on crunchyroll for ages i've just haven't watched much anime lately so yeah yeah yeah, no, it was fucking fantastic. I can see why this movie broke all these records in Japan. It was just awesome. Well, I haven't watched Demon Slayer in probably over a year. I was a little iffy on the plot, but I'm, it was pretty easy to you know get back into it. Oh, you hadn't you hadn't finished the first season? I finished it along like oh, but probably over a year ago. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, it's just more Demon Slayer, but it's really nicely animated and a much longer plot, and which I think cool they broke guy, down. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw that, you know, they chopped it up in like seven episodes, so you could just watch them separately or just watch it straight as in one movie, which I think oh, is much better. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it's yeah. better, but I didn't know they did that. Yeah, I think it makes sense to, when they chop it up into seven parts because then they could just, you know, run it as seven different episodes and the people aren't who didn't see the movie aren't out of the loop as to what happened. Yeah. So. I guess. Yeah. Um, that, that tracks. That tracks. That's great. I'm glad you yeah, liked it. I really enjoyed it, yes. Got me back into it. Now I gotta watch all the other episodes and hopefully get into it. Season a little two more. Yeah. Yeah. Well technically this movie is season two, but a different arc. Uh yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Let's go with that. Season right. three then. Uh all uh, right. What the else? next one is a movie I think both me, you uh, you and I have seen. Yeah, I saw this today, literally right before we started. Oh, that's recording. awesome. Uh Suzume. So can I tell you something before you talk yeah. about this movie? Um, my plan, so my plan, my hope, my sorry, my hope was to come into this podcast, this part of the recording, and have seen this movie in advance of you. Like, oh, you th- <laughs> yeah, I, like I was kind of hoping cute. that I would see it because um, there's been this weird, this weird trend the last couple years. Last year, Roth saw Bell. From a director I really like before I even yeah we to, yeah we saw it looks together yeah. and then the year before that it was the weathering with you I'm yep. like I missed that too 
I'm like today and this year, I'm like, nah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be this guy watching this fucking thing. There's no um, way. Luke didn't even invite anybody to go watch the movie. With uh, no, I told you, uh, Matt and Greg, in the chat that I was gonna go see it in IMAX Thursday night at the the early premiere. I mean, and I did. Wouldn't do much to it. It's not like I thought it was fantastic in IMAX. I drove out to Barrington to see it in IMAX. I didn't do any of That's that. Exactly I, why would, no one went with you. So well, I didn't know about to... it either way, but either way, I probably wouldn't have made it anyway. Um, okay, now you can go ahead and tell me about the movie. What's it about? Or uh, it's, well, it's about a seventeen-year-old girl named Suzume who helps a mysterious young man close these doors from the quote-unquote other side that cause disasters all over Japan. I muted you guys. So fantastic, loved it. I can't. Tell how like, the animation has, I think, improved so much more. Like the the details, and I noticed like a lot of like weird things, like like a lot of circular things, like circular hallways, and I love how like this perspective of the things shifted, or just driving down a road, and just I don't. Know, he did an outstanding job directing this in terms of like visual. Who, who did that? Who did an outstanding job? Makoto Shinkai. Yeah, we mentioned him. That's why I ask. Yeah, this is a Makoto Shinkai film picture. Um, it's his like latest. Um, his last two movies are were made more famous because of Your Name. He did a movie called Your Name, which made it uh, like overseas bestseller as well. Um, I mean, I think that it wasn't. I think it was nominated, right? To right and stuff here in the states. Your name, anyway. Uh, I'm not sure, but anyway, yeah. Weather with You came out a couple years ago, and this is his latest Suzume. Um, I saw this today, and I gotta say. Um, since not since your name have I loved the movie of his because I really really dug this one way more than Weather with You. Not that it was bad, uh, I just dug it way more. I found the story and everything he was trying to do in Suzume, like all the um, all of the elements of the movie uh, work way better. And I love his pacing. I love the how the movie. The, 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 I'm not gonna spoil anything. And the way the movie opens with a certain flashback leads to a real eye opening part at the end. And I really love that, how it leads to that. I didn't even expect it, honestly. And it was a lot of fun watching this girl um, navigate this bizarre set of circumstances. You know, this, like, he loves adding... This guy loves putting in um, supernatural or mysticism or something like that into his daily mm. modern age, you know, Japanese so, setting. Someone called... Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, someone called it, like, he, he's doing, like, a... I've never heard this term before with his movies. It was like a his disaster trilogy, which makes sense. Yeah, like, right. All three movies do have a lot to do with some disaster thing. Yeah. A comet, right? And then the, the weather. And then <laughs> this one's earthquakes and shit. Because, yeah. hey, um, earthquakes get Japan and earthquakes are a thing. Spoiler. Yeah, yeah, no. And, and, and also uh, um, tsunamis, right? <laughs> Tsunami. Because there's earthquake also, but just in the sea. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, this movie is very touching. Uh, there's a cute ass fucking cat, and uh, I can't get over it. I mean, it's a, can't a, get over the cat, man. A, cat, a girl, um, her three legged stool, and a cat. Yes. All you need oh my to god! Know. Also, some great laughs out of that stuff. And usually, his stuff is not so funny, but there's some real like funny stuff. Joey's mm-hmm. funny stuff in this movie too. Yeah, I recommend it. It's not exactly for kids, but I would say young adults for sure and higher. Would love to enjoy this movie, um, and it's not so um, backbreakingly depressing either. Although it does have a little of that. Right. Um, I'm just saying it doesn't have it as much as others. So yeah, big fan. Suzume is amazing. Also, awesome. love the titling. Great. And I'll do mm-hmm. anything weird about it. Yep. 
This is um, definitely going to be my number two movie for him. Your name is still number one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have to. I don't know. They're they're fighting for me, but it's it's really really good. Anyway, what else have you seen? All right, and the last one I saw is Air. Oh, you saw Air? I saw Air. Yes. Hmm. If I if I was gonna pick movies, the, the, the only thing, time, yeah, I, I yeah. would have picked this one. Well, I would have lo- I would have <laughs> traded for you because well, you'll see at the end of the show. So this was a <laughs> uh, a biopic about shoe salesman Sonny Vaccaro, the man who got Michael Jordan to sign with Nike, mm-hmm. and the guy who gave him a pen. Nike. Yeah, basically, they didn't talk about that. They renamed the name the. They, they they talked about they had a whole thing about like hey when I first saw this I thought it was like pronounced like this, so, but uh, pretty much it starts off in like the eighties uh, when Nike is like the number three shoe selling company for basketball, and Converse I think is number one and Reebok is number two, and then, well, yeah Converse was number one for the longest I mean yeah. they, they literally were the shoe you know that's it that's that nothing yep. else existed. And so pretty much Sonny was like, we need to get Michael Jordan, blow all entire salary and get this guy. And it's how they did it. And while this movie's no Tetris, it was all right. It was fine. Nothing crazy or spectacular. Really? No. Most people are saying that this movie's way better than Tetris. Really? No, I disagree. It's This is just a... I'm, probably... saying, I'm just saying what I'm hearing. I'm not going to see it. <laughs> so, well, I, I think you need to see this now, Oscar. Nah. And see. Wait, wait, no. what did you say? Most not, people are saying what? Not Tetris. He's saying most people think this is better than Tetris. I think Tetris is better than this. I think they're both the same to me, but like, from what I'm hearing. Right. Like, this, this one is, is more, more believable. Like, Air is more of a believable movie. It's like, this is exactly how it happened. Whereas in Tetris, you're like, yeah, some of these are probably exaggerated moments. No, no one's saying that this is exactly how it happened on Air. They're just saying it's more of a feel good movie. Like, it is a, I mean, it doesn't feel good movie because it's like, if this wasn't going to happen, then essentially Nike was about to like. Yeah, no one talks the way they talk. On, on I've seen the trailers. No one talks that way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. pretty fantastical. You know what I'm saying? I don't um, know. The uh, the CEO that um, Ben Affleck plays, he seems mm-hmm. like he'd be, he, actually, he would actually talk like that. Yeah. As, yeah, Phil Knight. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not. I'm both. I don't believe you, first of all. <laughs> Secondly, I don't care enough to disprove you to watch it, like by watching it. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but uh, but no, I hear I mean, this movie is making a lot of great hay right now. So everyone loves. It. I'm definitely in the minority, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. It seems yeah. you liked it, right? You said okay. Uh, Biopics. I would watch it again. I, I heard this I is hella eighties though. Oh yeah, that like yes. they really lean into it. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that true? Okay. No. Oh, yeah. I think I rated it like two and a uh, two and a half stars out of five. So, so what was Tetris? Slap dab in the middle. What was Tetris? I think Tetris was three and a half. Three and a half or three and a half? Are you sure, Let bro? Almost everything gets a three for me. Almost everything. If you get a four, I like almost love you. Yeah. And almost nothing gets a five. Suzumi got a four. Um, Suzumi got a five. Oh, hey, you're real man. fucking liberal about these things. I'm just yeah. Funny. I'm, a, I'm such a gatekeeper, but at the same time, I'll think about even a movie that I don't like. I'll, I can still give it a three. For example, for me, a three is like I can say the movie's good, but I could I just don't like it. Tetris was three and a half. Yeah, yeah. No, shit's mid. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> legit mid. <laughs> Air two and a half stars. All right, now we're on to uh, that's it, right? That's your third. That is my third. Yes. All right, Raf. What about you? 
I only saw one movie because I've been watching playing Resident Evil and I'm watching my fucking Korean shows that are hour long episodes. Anyways, um, right. I watched the movie with you, Oscar. Go, go figure. Uh, Good night, Oppie or Opie? Oppie, not Opie. Oppie, Oppie right? Because um, yeah, the film. Shut up. The film follows Opportunity, the Mars exploration rover, uh, fictionally, no, affectionately, sorry, uh, dubbed Oppie um, by her creators and the scientists at NASA. Um, but it's also like, dude, it's, it's uh, who was it? Op- uh, opportunity and um, Spirit. Spirit. You know, Spirit had a rough. Um, yeah, it was originally to last 90 days, but uh, lasted for almost 15 years. That's a crazy story. It was such a crazy story. The beginning was a little slow, and I was just like, ah, I wonder where they're going with this. I mean, I, I knew where they were going with it, but like overall, it was just like... The moon? No, Mars. Mars. Um, um, It was just like, it was like this big setup of like, you guys are kind of like setting up a lot, you know? And I was like, okay, like you could, this could f- potentially fail, but eh, it didn't. It, it, it landed everything I needed to, you know? Both um, literally and figuratively. Yeah, literally and figuratively. It it was cool when once they get once they're on Mars and once they're past ninety days, it's, it's bonkers. The movie gets like really crazy just to see what happens and like how like just fifteen years of like studying this is crazy. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool story, um, and it's a really cool like to find out all this data and what we ended up getting all the information from it um, and stuff like that. It's a really cool documentary that uh, I'm glad we, I'm glad we watched. Because um, I, I almost didn't want to watch it because I was just like, eh, hour 45, that's almost. Well, we were like trying to find a movie and like, oh shit, I heard good things about that one. Right, right, right. One, and then we. Well, yeah, now I totally am willing to build a Lego version of this, which I'm going to complain to Lego as to why so, they don't no, have a Lego So it version. does, actually, it does exist. There uh-huh. is a special version of it, but it's like, it's no longer on production at all. And it's it's not called Spirit or Opportunity. Uh-huh. I don't think they have the rights for that, but it looks oh, just like it. Oh, really? It looks just like it. Yeah. Let me look. I'll look it up. Yeah, look at the price tag is what I want you to look up, and then and then cry in front of me, Rob, because I will never get to build this thing, um, or we would, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, uh, I love this movie. It's so heartwarming. It is, um, it is a big selling point for not just NASA but also space travel in general. It's trying to find an appeal to it to younger audiences or people that are just marginally into space travel but don't care about the technical shit yet because they're too young or they don't know enough this movie is not about the technical aspects necessarily at all it's mainly about the movie has i think has a few goals one is to um give you the the goal of why they're doing this and not only how it succeeded but how much way further it succeeded than they anticipated so that's one the second one is that they want you to feel for these rovers that are on mars uh, opposite parts of the of the planet too by the way and spirit and opportunity both have their own journeys and it does feel like that it feels like they you feel for these fucking robots I, I, yeah I, you really do I feel like amazing. you can't i'm sold i'm sold and i felt and i told this to Ralph while we're watching it it's like this is a pixar movie they could just make this a pixar movie anytime it's they want Wally. To. it is like wally but like not exactly but um it has some Wally flavor for sure, but this is like a really like a, a, a live action, completely completely true documentary version of a Pixar movie, and it's it works, man. It just does. Um, was holding back a cry there. I'm not gonna lie. It was right. it was not easy. Wow. No, it's it's on my watch list. I think it's on Prime, right, Ruff? It is on Prime. Yeah, yeah, it's on Prime. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, 
we okay. both recommended. It was fun. My um, Amazon check cleared, so I'm going to show for them again. <laughs> I didn't know you, they had bounced earlier or something. <laughs> anyway, that's what Ra has seen. Um, I have a couple more. Uh, I mentioned two already of mine. But the other two are, the first one I saw is Elvis from right. last year. Uh, was nominated for Best Picture, Best Everything, Best Actor. Uh, life of American music icon Elvis Presley from his childhood to becoming a rock and movie star in the 1950s while maintaining a complex relationship with his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, who is the main narrator of sorts to the movie. Um, and I hear a lot of people were really all over this movie. But also, I mean, Americans especially, we tend to be really up in the ass of a lot of bio music biopics. Um, not everyone, mind you, not all of them are famous or whatever, but a lot no of them comment. are. From Johnny Cash's biopic to what's, what was the latest one? I don't know. The Queen one was a big one. The the uh, that other one, the Rocket Man guy, wasn't he? Spinning um, Gold about Casablanca Records. Elton John. No, that's about a record company. Nobody saw that for a reason. I, I wanted to. I couldn't catch it. But it's okay. Um, anyway, um, so I, I didn't want to see it, but it is Boz Lerman. And Boz Lerman knows big picture stuff. He's a, all about the glitz and the glamour. He makes that shit look like, not just like an art form, but he makes it like even more dazzling than you can think of. You know, that's what his stick is. Moulin Rouge and all that shit. And the Romeo and Juliet from the 90s. Um, he's really good at that stuff. Uh, the Great Gatsby also. I mean, him and Leo really almost made that movie worth rewatching. I haven't. But... Um, Anyway, so I saw it kind of on a lark. It's on HBO and um, or just Max now, and um, I really liked it. I liked it way more than I thought I was going to like it. Now I don't love this movie or anything, but it did come out way more positive on it. I, I came out more, more positive on the movie than I thought I would. Um, and yes, it is a very like fan servicey. It's also um, it tiptoes around some of the problems culturally speaking from Elvis, but like the whole uh, Tom Park Colonel Parker, whatever his name is, the Colonel. And his aspect, that whole revolvement, is um, interesting and dramatic and heart, a little heart-wrenching to watch in a good way and, you know, in a dramatic way that uh, I found it to be really appealing for such a long running time. Um, not super long, but it's like two hours and 39 minutes, it says here, so it's pretty long. Um, yeah, I liked it, and the guy killed it. I can see why he was, like, nominated, and I still wouldn't have picked him myself, but Austin Butler is a really good, damn good He's Elvis. He's a good shoe-in for Elvis, yeah. He is a damn good Elvis. So, I mean, he can he can do the Las Vegas circuit now if he wants money, you know, whenever he wants. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a positive fan of the movie. This isn't uh, four stars, necessarily, but it's <laughs> three-something. Um Anyway, so that's Elvis. Check it out if you're interested. Next up, I saw another documentary, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. Tell me, how great is it? Oh, it's great. Damn, it follows the life it. of artist Nan Golden and the downfall of the Sackler family, the pharmaceutical dynasty who was greatly responsible for the opioid ped- epidemics, unfathomable death toll. This is directed by Laura Poitras. And this is a documentary, so stars obviously Nan Goldwyn, Golden. Sorry. Uh, it is a lot of interviews, for sure. It does a lot of flashbacks, and um, as you can imagine, of this woman's life. And it paints um, a really interesting picture of it. It almost does it in a non-narrative form. Like uh, It begins a lot with the modern um, political activism that Nan Golden is famous for nowadays. Like the modern, her modern version is this, uh, taking down the Sackler family. 
by attacking these museums, like the big ones, like uh, the Tate Museum, the um, Buckingham Palace, uh, whatever, you know, whatever. The Louvre? The Louvre, yes, they go to the Louvre. I'm sure they have shit there, too. Yeah, they do. So the Sacklers are basically, in a nutshell, real quick, it's a pharmaceutical company, like I mentioned in the thing, and they're responsible for, like... uh, All the drugs. Yeah, all the drugs. (laughs) Opioids, specifically, and responsible for a lot of people's, like... Um, what do you call it? Uh, their addiction. Addictions. Yeah. Including hers. Nan Golden is a survivor of it. Um, not the fentanyl one, the other one. I forgot the, the name of it. Like morphine uh, or like. No, no, not morphine. So it's with the C, I think. So I remember the name uh, of it. Codeine? No. Hydrocodone? No. Co- codeine is one codeine? of them, but it's, co- it's not codeine. You're talking about. Um, I have it here, too. It's driving me nuts how I don't um. know it. I have it. Hold on. I got it. It's a pain reliever. I got it. I have it. I have it. You have it? This doesn't doesn't go well, does it? I'm going to grab it. Hold on. He's literally getting up to grab it as I speak. He's grabbing drugs for us. How nice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, while he's getting it. um, So the movie begins with this, and she's attacking all these museums that... um, Sorry. Sorry. I went back too far. Um, The Sackler Company is responsible for this, but they also deal... They have so many billions of dollars. They also are... Um, they are, um, there's a word for it, but I'm just going to say the thing. Um, they donate a lot of money and art pieces to famous museums to the point where they have entire wings named after the Sackler Wing, the Sackler Department. I can't be interrupted. Oxycodone. Oxy! Oxycodone. Oh, yeah. Oxy, Good old Oxys. Yeah. Good old Oxy. They're better when you crush them and snort them. I found out. I've heard from a friend. From a friend of a friend. It wasn't me, I promise. Right. Says the guy who was soon. Honestly, I believe you. Went for the bottle square. I would never imagine you. <laughs> I got. That. I got that from when I was in when I had surgery. Yeah, your second butthole. Yeah, oh, the butthole surgery. Yes. Mm-hmm. How do you forget? It's like the events of twenty twenty two. Anyway, uh, so she, so she's attacking all these museums to take down and stop re- stop taking in the money of the Sackler Company for their art pieces and shit and so on, um, and then the activism obviously follows that while interspersed with a lot of chapters of her life that leads up to why, uh, to her time in the modern day, like from uh, her childhood, childhood upbringing, upbringing, of course, and, to, and how she got into um, her, her portraits and pictures. She's a photographer and artist that way. Um, her artistry is photography. And, and the shows and the relationships and uh, the movement she was a part of from the 70s on all the way up. And obviously that goes with AIDS. That goes with a lot of New York stuff. A lot of New York stuff for sure. Um, very heavy New Yorker. And it's it's really touching and really well made. And I really liked it. And um, I recommend it for both of you to watch it. No, I it definitely want to see it. You should definitely see it. I mean, um, obviously, uh, it is not for the faint of heart. It gets pretty hardcore. And I even love how um, the whole thing with the sister came about. Uh, I love that part, that part a lot. And uh, I would say those really good interviews. And uh, yeah, I really like it a lot. So yeah, check it out. Uh, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. It's also on HBO Max. And that Actually, is. Actually, I think they're what? renaming it to just Max. It is well, just going to be Max, but not. Right, yet. until then. Max Power. I yeah, that's probably what they're thinking. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that is for our recent discoveries. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our first film of the evening, which just happens to be the Mario Brothers movie. The Super Mario Brothers movie. No, it's not. 
It's just the Mario Brothers movie. Is it really the Super it's Mario? It's the Super yeah, Mario Brothers super movie. Mario. Is it really Super? It's the Super it, Mario It is a Brothers Super movie. movie, and it is in the title. I didn't know Super was in the title. For real? I'm going to look yeah. it up, and I don't believe you. Okay, don't believe me. The I'm Super Mario up. Brothers movie. Oh, my God. They really added Super? I've been writing just the Mario Brothers movie. Oh, that's gross. That could have been a great like sequel title. Um, but, oh, well. Anyway, stay with us. Sort of God. The story of the Super Super Mario Brothers on their journey through the Mushroom Kingdom. That's it. That's all it says. <laughs> super Mario, right? Not Mario Brothers. Let's say the Super. Yes. Um, no one knows what you're talking about, by the way. This is directed by three different people: Aaron Horvath, Michael Jelenic, and Pierre Leduc. Or Leduc? Probably not Leduc. Written by Matthew Fogel. This movie stars a lot of big fucking actors. Chris Pratt, Anna Taylor-Joy, Charlie Day, Jack Black, Kevin Michael Richardson, Carrie Payton, Sebastian Maniscalco, I think that's how you say his name, um, Charles Martinet, actually, I like this, I like this work, um, King and Michael Key is in it, uh, Fred Armisen's in it, John DiMaggio, but not the John DiMaggio, Seth Rogen's in this movie as well, um, a lot of big actors, some, no, some little known actors, but mainly big ass fucking stars, um, I'm going to start with, I don't know, this movie. Okay, so, right now, this is the biggest movie in America. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much money it's making. It's making all the fucking money. This is by DreamWorks. Roth, you're going to be my first blood. All right. What did you think of this movie? Saw it twice already, baby. Let's go. Obviously, my son loves it. This is a, such a kid's movie. It hurts. It hurts how much of a kid's movie this is. Um, because it it plays for all that, right? Um, yeah. I I dug it. I thought I thought it was way better. They tweaked the voice for Chris Pratt, where he doesn't sound like Chris Pratt, just enough where like it doesn't sound like he's just normally talking. Right? Awesome. They did they did a good enough job from trailer one. I approve. I thought it worked out well. Um, I will say right away, Jack Black wins at everything, and uh, he completely wins in this. Like, if there's anything to win here, I guess right. Um, that, that Peaches song is like stellar, right? Uh, and just everything he's done and just the movie overall, he's, it's really funny. It's, his role is really great. Um, I had fun watching this movie. Like I said, I saw it twice, obviously once with just my fat, well, yeah, yeah, my family and some extended family. And then the other time I went with some friends of, um, who have kids and my kid went with them and everything. Yeah, a bunch, um, bunch of children. A bunch of children everywhere, right? Right, exactly. Yes. Um, but yeah, man, it's it is very, um, very, uh, very much a, just a simple plot. There's nothing crazy to it, and they ref- it's references galore. If you know anything about Mario um, and a, um, a little bit of Donkey Kong, it's references galore. Um, yeah. It's just all over the place, and it's hard to talk about this movie because I've seen the trailers after the movie. You know, I hate watching trailers beforehand. But the trailers, I feel like, ruined the whole movie. <laughs> really ruined the whole movie. Um, I, I see, yeah. like, everything. It makes, besides the main plot of the movie, which we'll talk about later. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like this movie a lot. I, I had a lot of fun. The CG's great. Um, what's it called? All the references to everything that they did. It's a lot, paying homage to a lot of things. Even mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie with um, the commercial and everything that they do. I, uh, I dug it. It was, it was, it was fun. Um, I felt like everyone just had fun doing this. Charlie Day is also really funny. Um, I thought that was a really good pick for as Luigi for a voice. Um, yeah, overall, I think they they 
redeem themselves, and I you can tell they just kind of like we're just gonna show as much as we can. Um, a little weird, some some weird stuff, nothing crazy, but overall, I still had a lot of fun. It's just a fun experience in theaters, um, and I'm sure I'm gonna watch it 26 more times this year because my son will put it on. And, It'll be on in the background. Also, right, he, until, until he, Sonic Three comes out, right? Exactly. Also, he hates the song. He's like Bowser. No one cares. Bowser. No one cares. Well, Bowser. to him, he's the bad guy. Who no, cares about it? Is, it is like, 100% like right, that, exactly. right? Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm over here. Like me and Ashley are like dying laughing. Meanwhile, we're so. complaining about Marvel movies having shitty villains. And right. Like, exactly. Like, no, the heroes, bro. The heroes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 I get so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I had fun, man. I had fun. All both. Uh, both my viewings were family packed, and everyone seemed to have a great time. Uh, yeah, the, Ditto with me, I saw this, and obviously well, I was all in the theaters, but like uh, it was uh, pretty packed, and it was a lot of, felt like a weirdo being the only one there that wasn't in the family, um, which is fine. Uh, the animation is pretty stellar. Uh, DreamWorks, I think it's DreamWorks, like I said earlier. Um, no, it's, uh, it's Illumination. Illumination, sorry, they feel the same to me. Illumination. Illumination, you're which right. Which I think is a really big get for them. It's just a big ass get. This is because they usually they have a lot of. I know they're the minions guys, right? That's them. Yep. Yeah. Um, and sing and all that shit. Um, and the Secret Life of Pets, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have a lot of their own with that stuff. A lot of pet stuff, by the way. But like, um, this is their first real big property, right? That they've tackled on, and I think they did a really good job animation style wise. Very good detail, very great colors. Well, that's two back to back. Bridge alone is... they, they did the, the Puss in the Boots, Puss in Boots movie too, because it's also oh, Puss in Boots. Shrek. Right. Okay, so that's two things. Uh, yeah. Shrek was Illumination. Did they have Illumination back then, or was that some? Was that DreamWorks? That was DreamWorks. Okay, DreamWorks. is that where I confused them? I think so. Yeah, I think they okay. took over some of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Okay. I'm glad we said that. Um, so yeah, the animation is fantastic. I, I'm not gonna like. I know I've already been complaining about this movie. I'm just. Uh, I don't think it's bad. I don't. I had fun with it. Um, as you for, uh, I try to allow as much nostalgia for the Mario Brothers into my self while I was watching it to enjoy it because it's clearly meant for that. But ultimately, this is meant for kids. This movie is geared entirely for children. And I mean children. I'm mm-hmm. talking like Rob's kids' age. Yeah, 100%. Um, and lower. <laughs> you know, not much higher is my point. So... um I find, and do me wrong, I know you can do this. The world can't. This is the modern, you know, cinema landscape. We could do this now. But uh, while many other children's movies can also adapt to, to adults enjoying it, not just children, this movie does not. It doesn't care about it. Um, this is a very safe movie. Yeah. They were not into making any kind of risks or have any kind of complex anything. And I'm talking about from character arcs to plots to any of that it, it's a completely safe vanilla movie and i have nothing to make the only thing i can do is complain about how it's just like a safe vanilla movie yeah. and i really wanted something more some kind of flavor some kind of risk some kind of something but obviously that is not what uh, uh nintendo wanted for this movie and, and it makes sense when you think about it, because yeah. the last time they tried Mario Bros., the movie sucks. I mean, we could enjoy it on a weird level because we, as kids, we maybe enjoyed, you know, Anthony uh, Hopper? No, what's his name? Whatever. The, the 90s movie. Um, you know, uh, watching that terrible movie, but yeah, so as a kid, and I'm sure I liked it for a minute, and then I didn't. Um, 
and this is the second time they've remade Mario Bros. So I think they just wanted to play it safe and make a mass appeal thing, and they they succeeded. I just Bob, wish I could say something else about it. Bob Hoskins, John Lucas, Bob Hoskins, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. I was like, I got that wrong. Uh, Dennis Hopper as fucking Bowser is fucking weird. Yeah. Um, well, they call so him yeah. King Koopa. Uh-huh. I would say that in addition to that, I don't think Chris Pratt does anything with the role. Um, I mean, I'm not saying because this doesn't sound like him. Uh, I just feel like, like when you think of Jack Black in the movie, who's actually bringing his all in. Yeah. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. you can feel his performance a lot more I, than I, nothing I, I, we get I, I, I from Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm with you on fucking Charlie Day. That's a great Luigi. It is um, a really good Luigi. I liked yeah. it a lot. Um, you can like, I like these elements of the movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Rainbow Bridge, all this shit, right? The <laughs> Donkey Kong thing. But like, there's nothing going on. There's nothing. There's not even a story or like, not story, like a tale or like uh, something for kids to some life thing, a lesson, nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. And um, it doesn't add anything to anything. I guess, I guess what I can't wait for, if they bring in this level of technical efficiency with a more complex sequel that will eventually be made um, and actually like open this world up a bit or open up the characterizations a lot more. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm down. But, like, this is... I got nothing. So, Luke, what did you think? All right. Um, I went into it under the precursor that this is going to be a straight-up children's movie. And it was definitely that. But I I thought it was fantastic. It was well done. Obviously, Nintendo made sure that they put the best people on this, so it looked great. I love some of the little hidden um, Easter eggs for video game nerds. And I mean, because it is a kid's movie, it's all over the place. It goes from scene to scene with no really just like, um, no, real it's, it's all over. Yeah. I mean, no transition. It's like, Hey, we're here. Now we're going to go here. Now we're, Hey, now we're going to have like this super Mario, uh, uh like no smash brothers, melee type stage where you're going to fight donkey Kong and mm-hmm. all this stuff. It just goes from one to the other. It's just nonstop keeps your attention really paced well i think for especially for a child it's perfect yeah it was fun it is probably it, it is probably paced i felt for like a child um, <laughs> it's probably paced for their child's it, attentiveness it's a really good way to put it it is 100 percent. yeah that's that, that much for sure yeah i just um what's it called uh i do agree with you guys with that aspect um of just how it is but it is uh, it is nintendo nintendo plays the safe bet Nintendo makes things for kids. They do not give a yeah. flying fuck about adults. They make things for kids, like no, whatever no. they, whatever the genre it is when it comes to their games, whatever they're. So, the, you, so I want to say their games are not. Their games are wholesome, but they are complex. They do a lot of risk with their games, and the, every gaming style for Zelda is different. Mario. Every, We're talking every about Mario, Mario game is different. Have you, I've I've been playing I haven't played in a while but you know when you play Odyssey it's way different than playing Nintendo World it's way different than playing Mario Brothers two they they I think they take way more risk in the storytelling and especially their gameplay in their games of their properties but I'm talking about in this movie it feels way, it feels like you're it feels like an uh, like a an old version of something you know it feels like um it's just like there's nothing like it feels like nothing it feels like they they play it way too safe. You know, to say like if if that is safe to you, Ralph, mm-hmm. then this is much more. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like, because I do think they do a lot more with their games. I I just look at I, I think they, I think they see, um, 
I think they see what uh, what they have, right? Um, what they did with because uh, even the new Super Mario Brothers, right? Game that came out for the Switch and stuff. Odyssey. All that, no, 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 not Odyssey. The new Super Mario, which is Odyssey, is ba- is based off of Odyssey. This stuff, but the new Super Mario game that came out, which was like a rehash 3D version of like the old Super Mario games, right? That's what they were trying to do, and yeah. then they made Odyssey, right? Which is the, basically the story of this of the plot of this movie. Um, if you know anything about Odyssey, there's a spoiler for the movie. But other than that, um, it it ha- I think they were like, we have to play this as safe as possible because we can't afford to not have a good movie. Or not have a great movie. Or like, and just money-wise, kids don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, they just can't afford it. I and mean, th- that's that's the way they see it. And it sucks because that is how Nintendo sees it. And I get what you're saying. They do. They take the... They're willing to take the... What's it called? Um, the, 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 that extra step when they do their games. How they make their games or stuff like that. Sure, but overall, the story is always the same. You're still doing the same thing in every game. Yeah, in every Mario game, right? I assume so. Yeah, yeah, and they take their sweet ass time to do everything. Everything has to be very meticulous, very, very meticulously done. You know, yeah. Um, so, like for Nintendo, Nintendo has to. I mean, they can't. They can't have this be messed up at all. They know that. Like that's just one. It's just like it. Can, it has to go perfect. This this first one has to go like just vanilla. Well, I just think they're scared, and I hundred percent they're should. scared. They should yeah. do it. The track record for Nintendo video game movies. Nintendo doesn't take risks. The, the, tra- the track record for video game movies are horrible. Yeah. Got, I know, I know. Right. They know that too. So they need to know that with their IP, if they're plan on making something successful and they don't want to ruin anything, they don't want to bring down their brand anywhere, they have to. They have to be super. I mean, I mean mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, I Maybe I missed it, but. This movie felt very clean as well, like no sexual innuendos for the the adults. Well, that's the thing is like that's what Oscar. I think that's what Oscar was saying. Where normally you have a show or a movie, right? Especially like kids stuff that brings like adult humor, like or stuff that is funny for kids and it's like a double entendre kind of thing, right? You're st- funny for kids. Yeah, also that's, for that's also- not exactly what I meant. I meant more like um, like Finding Nemo. It's a great example of both being a really kids whole. Yeah, you're, you're also getting. I get what you're, you're saying. getting a complex story. And you're getting a father son. Yeah, you are. No, 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 and I, and I was going to go that with next. That's what, what you were saying. But yeah, like, but, you, but, but you get, but they get, a, oh, yeah, you get a little bit of everything. Always is fun. Yes. They're right, right. I'm not saying they're just hidden sex joke in general. But what I'm saying is that there is that the dialogue is meant for both, right? Mm. The dialogue isn't just this one is just it's yeah. just meant for kids. And I get what you're, yeah. what you're trying to say, but the dialogue here is, and there's really nothing going on crazy. That's yeah. no, and no, and there is absolutely no world building in this in this movie. Um, and I don't mean absolutely, obviously not, yeah. not nothing, but like it's, the, it's the very Smash Brothers world. It's very rudimentary, uh, world building. Like, um, like it seems like shouldn't other people grow with the mushroom, not just Mario, um, or Luigi. Like, you know, it just seems very bizarre how things work for only one character, but not the same for other characters. Um, the transitions between the lands makes no sense. It feels like um, it feels like there's nothing that the characters do in the movie that, like, you don't have a sense of like we've made we've uh, we're on this journey with these characters, and a payoff to that journey we're watching all the struggle, maybe all of the dilemma, whatever the conflict, the plot is is you know it's not going to lead us to a rewarding experience like. 
the Rainbow Bridge, which is like the Mario Kart scene, right? And um, or other cool things we get to see, like you know the whole um, the wedding thing, maybe. Um, I feel like there's no earning of that stuff as much as uh, other movies might have done it, you know. Like, and this is not a good comparison. I'm just gonna say it. Like, when you see fucking Mad Max Fury Road and you get to the ending, you they earn that shit. You know, yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. I get what you're saying, that, but it is very much like I said. It's just that's where we're like, I, me and Luke both. It's just it is is such a heavy kids movie with the. It's it sucks because I get what you're saying. For us, it's kind of hard to say that it's a good movie as a movie, right? Um, or how you want to tell a story or whatever like that. But I mean, it's fun, right? And that's what it is. It's just fun. It's a fun watch. Yep. Um, you have fun watching it. There's fun moments in it, um, and it just goes like that. It goes from that from fun to fun to fun. And it just there is a the, the storyline is very basic, very much. And yeah, the transitions go from like I said. It just kind of goes. From, it goes from here. Now we're next. Now we're. I, I get it. I get it. It's, just, it's like eating. It's like you know, a lot of people say like a, a movie that has no substance, which there's a lot of types like that. Um, it's like eating popcorn, right? It doesn't have a lot for it. It's something you can just eat and eat and eat. But this is even less than popcorn because I don't want to eat it again. You know, it's just there, you know. And that's why I have nothing for this movie. I basically said the same point in the last 10 minutes because I have nothing else to say in this movie. Yeah. Um, I can't I, think of anything. I think what you got is a setup of what you can get. Because... There should be no reason why. Oh, yeah, no I'm, 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 I'm hopeful for the right. For right, exactly. The there, there's absolutely no and reason. If it, why looks, if it looks like it's gonna be like this, I'm not watching it. Right. Well, just yeah. Right. But if there's a part two, right, which I'm assuming there will be, right? Yeah. Because yeah. of money and everything it's making. Mm-hmm. Oh, spinoffs, um, all the things. Well, I just feel like you're you set up all these pieces, right? Where you're potentially setting up. You already set up the Mushroom Kingdom. You already set up Donkey Kong. You're setting up all these things, right? And you can just literally encapsulate one thing. Or focus on one area, or whatever you want to do. You can do a lot. You can follow a story for the next one of uh, of a game specifically, just one or something. You know, whatever the case is that you do, you can do whatever really, um, and you can make it a way better, more something more, right? Two more, but yeah, it's just it's just a hundred percent setting up the bones for what potentially could be. Sad to say, yeah, I get it though. Yeah. Um, although I didn't know about this, though, until I saw this movie, and I wonder if this is how intentional it was, that when you go through one of the tunnels, you know, the teleportation devices, the tubes, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know you could, they split from inside the tube. i never seen the inside of the tube, basically. Like, what's going on? How do you travel between one to another? In the beginning, when they first go to the Mushroom Kingdom, or Luigi's Mansion, in Luigi's case. Um, oh, wasn't his mansion. Not yet. Definitely spin-off material right there, though. Um, but that was like his mansion, right? To be. Um, anyway. Inside, because they, they have that whole scene where they're trying to be together in the tunnel. Yeah, right? yeah. And they split off. I didn't know they split off. You know, it's like all, it's like a current of ocean of time or what's going on there. Right. It's like said, uh, that, was new, that was new to me. That was the only thing. Yeah, no, that was new. That's like how you do the world compared to how they travel in the city, right? Where mm-hmm. there's actual tubes set up everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And he's getting hit as he moves along. Yep. <laughs> Right. All right. Anything else on the movie? Look, great for kids or children at heart. And Oscar's dead inside. He's trying to say man children like himself. Uh, all right. That's it for our review of the Super Mario Brothers movie. 
Uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to review uh, the second film, which is Renfield. Stay with us. Renfield, Dracula's henchman and inmate at the lunatic asylum for decades, longs for a life away from the Count, his various demands, and all of the bloodshed that comes with them. This is Renfield. Uh, Loop to the, to, the, to the Dracula sound. Oh, what? You were doing it just a minute ago. Uh, I want to suck. Your blood. Your blood. <laughs> Tonight I'm going to suck. Uh, that's a visual joke. No, I know. It's a stupid joke. <laughs> From a reference that no one gets. The Simpsons people know The Simpsons. Um, this is directed by Chris McKay, written by Ryan Ridley and Robert Kirkman. Um, probably based on his comic book, I assume. I don't know. Uh, and this movie stars Nicholas Holt, Nicholas Cage, and Aquafina. Aqua. Aqua. Um, From the director of the Lego Batman movie and the Tomorrow War, Chris McKay. Yes, that's true. Um, I'll be able to confuse them for the other McKay. Okay. The other guy who did uh, the big short, right? Adam McKay? Uh, not related, by the way. There can only be one. It should be said, though, I kind of know Ryan Ridley, the name, because he is... I'm glad he's making it in Hollywood now, uh, because he... Uh, I know him as... Um, he's a staff writer on Community. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. And uh, in the later seasons, he was even in one of the jokes at the end where he was acting um, in the thing uh, in the last season. They bring him as a guest as a guest star. Well, I, I've got background character that talks every once in a while, but it's funny. It's a really good joke thing, and he's the one of the, he's a co writer, so that's cool. Um, all right, so this Renfield movie is definitely uh, labeled as a comedy horror, and it is rated R, and I would say it does earn the rated Rness. Yes. So big points for that. But uh, so I'm gonna start with myself this time since I already started it. Um, I don't know what to ex- what about to have expected out of Renfield. I know that I'm coming off a big, not a big, but a semi decent size love for Nicolas Cage. Uh, over the last two years, he made Pig, and last year, the the unbearable weight of massive talents. Two movies that are way different from each other, but that show a lot of good for Cage. You know, a lot of his uh, what he can do. You know, he brought it. The Cageisans. Yeah, and maybe there is a bit of a cage sounds happening. So I kind of wanted some of that energy to come to Renfield, right? And so I went to this movie, and I would say that I wasn't entirely disappointed or anything like that from his, from his Dracula. I think he played a good Dracula in the sense that he plays it in a way that only Nicolas Cage could play a character like Dracula. It did remind me of Vampire's Kiss, of course. Have you guys seen that movie? I don't I don't know of it. It's a famous movie from the '80s where he's like, that's why doing crazy fucking nonsense acting. Yeah, no nonsense acting. Just watch his clips. You can watch a YouTube clip of him. It's become iconic at this point. Um, And like, he's not like that in this movie. There's a little moment here and there, like where he goes all out in a sense. Um, In the way he's trying to, he's trying to like talk to Renfield. He goes, he goes a little there, but. and I would say he did bring it enough for me to say, like, okay, that was entertaining, and I found him to be very entertaining. Nicholas Holt is almost always entertaining. However, I feel like his character in this movie, uh, who is the title of the movie, Renfield, is um, it's completely, it's too nonsense. Like, it's, 
the guy has no real willpower to do anything. Um, and I feel like the movie, in turn, has some really bad story devices. And it goes in directions that I just wish it didn't go. The movie is too ridiculous. And I really mean it. Too ridiculous. It almost... Um, it doesn't even try. It doesn't even remotely try to set this in the real world. It doesn't. Apparently, New Orleans, completely corrupted only. There is not a single good institution in New Orleans. Do you guys know this? Because yeah. that's how this movie is portrayed. Um, it's like we're watching that... Uh, um, that movie from the 90s, Rob, we saw a lot. Uh, that's helpful. Don Dragon the Wilson. Remember that guy? Which one? Dragon the Wilson, that... That uh, action hero actor. It was that this is movie where we saw like a bunch of times as children, where like all these gangs lived in L.A. and he had to fight through these gangs in this underground system under the city. Do you remember that? It felt like all of L.A. was just full of gangs. And <laughs> yeah, like, it sounds vaguely familiar. And and like and he was like fighting all of them. You know, it felt like so ridiculous. It this feels like that. Um, so I, I would say ultimately that I came across came across that Renfield wasn't as funny as I thought it was. A lot of the jokes did not land for me. Uh, some of it did, for sure. A lot of the bloody, violent, kind of jokey stuff worked for me, but like the dialogue really didn't snap enough for me. And um, and I don't think uh, Nicholas Holt was able to shine as much as he could versus in his roles in other movies. Um, and Aquafina also, like she's really funny. I think she's a good actress. And She's also, like, I've seen her be really funny, and I felt like in this one, again, the timing wasn't right on a lot of these jokes and humor. And I didn't even see the point of having her at all. And I'll get to that more later. But um, ultimately, this was a disappointment, even though it does have some fun stuff in it that I liked. And I just wish they kind of leaned in a different direction. Uh, Luke, what did you think of Rented? This movie was absurd as all hell. (laughs) Super bloody. Super just... This movie was made just for pure entertainment that's all it's got gore and action and a somewhat there's a plot buried in there somewhere and maybe uh, some type of life lesson that you might need or want to hear i have no idea you're guessing (laughs) i don't know what the movie was trying to do aside from maybe not i didn't know either yeah aside from uh like not bankrupt to the studio that made it yeah okay Okay. i can buy that reasoning Yeah. Okay, Ralph, what did you think? Uh, well, listen, um, I'm pretty ridiculous myself, but and I took my son to this movie. Oh, my God. No, you didn't. Yeah. Bro, so, father so, of the fucking father year. Father of the year, bro. Oh, I love check, you, Florida. Check, check this out. So this is what happened. I text my wife, hey, I got to watch Renfield. I know you wanted to watch it. Would you like to go with me? Um. Tomorrow, right? I said, I just said, would you like to go with me? And then she didn't reply. And then I said, we can go tomorrow. I know you're not feeling like all that out to go out today, but I got to watch it today or tomorrow, right? And then she goes, let's go right now. And I go, what are we going to do with Leo? And she's like, let's take him with. And I go, that's not a great idea. (laughs) And then she's like, let's just go. And I was like, okay, we'll take him, right? And I go and I proceed to tell Leo the whole ride home, the whole ride to to the movie or go to the movies, get some popcorn, get some soda, right? I go, uh, we're going to watch a horror movie. 
they're gonna say bad words there's gonna be blood there's gonna be a lot of violence there's gonna be death i'm letting you know if you don't want to watch it feel free to look away if you want us to cover your eyes feel free it's not a big deal right i have no problem right and but i'm just like Kind of if, if you want to lose your hope in uh, in uh, institutions oh. that are meant to protect you in our society, <laughs> right. Like police, right. God, right. <laughs> you right. have mounted up their limbs. Right, 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 and uh, and the whole movie, he was like, I don't want to watch. That. <laughs> it's just really funny. Yeah, and I and I thought to myself, I was like, man, I was watching fucking slasher movies. <laughs> like, yeah, God, but that's wait, but not good. I it's not. Know, I know. I know. Parents did not give a shit. They were I like, know, no, no, no. And I, yeah. honestly, and yeah. my whole the whole time, my wife's looking at me like, "What did we? What did I do?" Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, I, I, I cannot I, believe you threw her on the bus on the air. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. I'm um, not the bad guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I agree to it, so I'm part of it also. Anyways, um, yeah, so it was funny. So yeah, we took him. It was a good time. For me, because I, I had a ball laughing at him. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, it was um, the overall the movie though. It was I would say I I found Aquafina's character the weirdest. Um, I don't know why they why she was even there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I she felt out of place for me the whole movie. I mean, she was a- like a- anything to do with her role felt out of place for me. I rather everything, have everything, 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 yes. everything with her felt mm-hmm. out of place. And I just felt like I felt like it was like a forced in thing. Like we need somebody else in this movie. Why? Because we don't have any female leads. What does it matter? Like I, I felt like that. Let's get somebody. Let's add write another person in here. You're like, do we have to? You know, it's like it just felt weird. Um, but besides that, the ridiculousness of what is uh, Nicolas Cage um, as. <laughs> Draculus, hilarious it is ridiculous and there's a lot of cool and amazing stuff that happens and the stuff that lands lands there is a lot of things where i was just like eh, i agree i was like eh, like that's it's okay i get the joke i get what you're trying to set up but it was just like mm-hmm. it just didn't land and some stuff doesn't land but what it does i think it that does pretty well um and especially like the beginning has like good stuff like oh bones for the movie uh, but like, I feel like they could have gone a different aspect through this. Um, I also like what's her name because he's so pitiful. Uh, ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz is so pitiful in this movie. I love it. Um, the guy from Parks and Rec. Is that is that him? I don't know. I didn't watch Parks and Rec. So, um, yeah. So he he's just so pitiful. It just it just it it, it does a great job. Me watching him suffer. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and overall, Renfield, like Nicholas Holt's character, I, I do feel like he's held back, but I feel like that's what the movie wants to do, right? I feel like his everything he wants to do is held back. Even the time where he wants to shine, the the one or two times that, that he kind of shines out, um, I just feel like it's not enough. But overall, like I said, it's ridiculous. And I knew it was going to be a ridiculous movie just from looking the, when I saw the first trailer, I was like, this "Sounds ridiculous," um, but yeah, I am a little bit more on the a little bit more on the downside of what it, my expectations were of the movie. Even though, again, like I try not to walk in with any high expectations or anything, or as little expectations of anything as possible. Um, but I still had fun watching it. There were still like really cool aspect scenes and stuff like that. Um, it's hard to recommend for somebody to go watch this. Like, if you have, I'm sure if it comes on Shutter and you have that service, I'd say 1,000% watch it on there. I don't think this is Shutter worthy, but okay. Well, I, I agree. The first thing I really agree with you were saying today. They, they well, they put everything totally on there. Agree. They put everything on there. So they put I'm all really kinds on there for sure. Um, although I haven't seen a parody on there yet. Um, 
Not that this is a parody, mind you. But right. Like, I don't mean like they, 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 there's some comedic horror in there, but never like oh. I don't think like this. What? By the way, did you guys know? So I had no idea that uh, the title being Renfield, yeah. I had no recollection that this was the guy that went to Dracula's castle. In Wait, the book. I, have you never read the book? Fucking eons ago. Okay. Renfield is Sorkin? not a name that st- would stick with me, aside from, you know, but Dracula is. Well, yeah. But ironically, uh, like, did you guys know Renfield right off the bat what it was? Yes. I knew. But I've seen you know, the old movies and I've read the books. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it's not a memorable name for me at all. Okay. And the funny I mean, part is, that's okay. My girlfriend's like, what movie are you going to go see? I'm like, oh, Renfield. She was like, well, like Dracula? And I'm like, how do you know? I thought Redfield was like a made-up guy that's no, going to be in oh this no, movie. No, no, it's not made up. Yeah, no, it's not real. Yeah, I mean, was... not real. I mean, real in literature. <laughs> Based off the book. Yeah, I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Red... Like I said, I, like, I love the Keanu Reeves movie. I don't know his name was Redfield in there. Oh, uh... The Dracula one? I don't know if that was... Did Bram he play Dracula? Did he actually I... play Redfield? Is he? Wouldn't he be? He might have. He might. I don't remember. The movie I've seen even way... I mean, that's been a long time. It's been like 20 plus years since I've seen that. Look it up. Look it up. Um, and the books too, but I knew Renfield. I've always knew. Yeah, no, I'm on Luke's camp here. I didn't know either. But I didn't ever read Dracula, so I never had an interest in reading Dracula. Mm, it can't be hard to read. Um, it's a little stuffy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really like the beginning of this movie, like, like that whole flashback thing and like Nicolas Cage <laughs> basically um, seducing. Nicholas Holt, right, from the history? Oh, uh, there is a Renfield, but it's not Keanu Reeves' character. Okay. Right. I'm like, yeah, okay, I didn't think so. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I mean, this movie has some flashes of, like, what, like, potential brilliance in it. Like, for example, like, put, like, pitching this movie as, as the world's worst codependency couple ever. <laughs> in history mm-hmm. is a great way to start. I just wish the movie went along with it. And they, they dropped that yeah. at some point. I, and it's not about that at all. And there's some really great scenes with that stuff. Like, like there's this really actually one of the actually funny scenes that's also kind of heartbreaking in the movie where Dracula confronts Renfield yes. about like why he's not doing his, his bidding, basically. And, um... And and then Renfield's like looking at this book, this self help book, right? Oh, the and narcissist trying to right, trying to deal how to deal with a narcissist and shit like that. And like it is legit. It's a little like that's the only part where it gets a little scary because it is the breakdown of this guy for centuries of time, and like he's trying to get out of an abusive relationship. Like I love all that. I just wish the movie had something about it. Had something to say and had something with a resolution regarding it. That's why Aquafina is even more awkward. Yeah. The Aquafina slash mobster thing is supremely dumb because you could have as much action and tension see, um, without him. Yeah, I see, know. like the right, I agree. The, the mobster thing didn't bother me. The it just bothered well, me. Well, it was so cartoony. That, well, the, it didn't oh, bother. It bothered. It bothered me that it was just so tied in with everything, right? But yeah, maybe that's uh, it. But it didn't bother me that it was like it would have been fine if it was like as like even if they met up towards the end and everything not to spoil or whatever. But like, it, it had they just like followed him for all the stuff that Renfield was doing, and it like in in it kind of like they they obviously just eventually met cross paths, right? 
and that's fine. And that would have been perfectly fine. Just, I felt like you take Aquafina's character out and you use her scenes for like character development between Dracula and Redfield. And it would have been great. It would have been even better. Yeah. Especially when um, Dracula gets his brilliant idea of what to do with his future. Right. Mm -hmm. You should have leaned so heavy into that. Like, yeah. Like, the ego on this guy is right. like never touched upon. He's just shown a little bit and never really, like he doesn't even get like, uh, well, I don't spoil it, but like it doesn't even that doesn't pay off in even a negative way for him necessarily. It's not direct like that. It's not. It's just 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 having Nicholas Cage do something, you know. Yeah. Um, um, what? One thing that bothers me with this with the uh, Nicholas Cage and the Dracula mm -hmm. when we first see him, like in in the modern day, he looks very fucking like decrepit. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And it just all he needed was a handful of people, and he's all the way like what? What happened to him before? Like, I don't think the movie does a good job of explaining it. Right? It's like it seems this. My guess is that okay. So um, Nicholas Colt uh, Renfield does say that every once in a while, when he gets up to full power, he goes all out, and it tends to bring the attention of people to like heroes to go fight him. And so when that happens, it usually goes bad for him, like in the sense that he gets weakened. By yeah, but the, the last time they showed that in like the movie, it was like fucking eons ago. Well, it looked like eons ago, but we don't know if that, but right. the, the yeah. movie's not really explicit. We don't know if that was the last time that happened or if this is like the one of the latest. Although they things. do kind of allude to it, it was the last time it that does happened. Yes, it does yes. look that way. <laughs> and it looks like he's been doing a bad job at bringing in... Well, he well, needs, like, innocent people. Right. Oh, he, yeah. by the way, one, drug my, one of my favorite scenes is when he's Apostle explaining. Of, yeah, that was funny. No, well, one of my favorite scenes is when, when Dracula is explaining the type of people he needs, right? And then Redfield almost calls him, like, a womanizer, right? Like, Oh, yes. Right? And, like, or it's just like, like a pedophile. Yeah. You only want these young yeah. virgins, you know, like, right. and stuff like that. Right. And he's like, don't, don't look at it that way. I'm not that way. You <laughs> it know? could be boys. It, it could be, be boys. Right. Boys. And that's such a right. great, like, I that laughed at that. I was that's like, funny. that's funny. Yeah. That, that worked for me. Yeah. Um, 100%. But I love how he goes to that bar and literally every one of his picks <laughs> yeah. were there at the bar. The, the nuns, bus leaders. Right. The, yeah, everything. <laughs> Uh, that was that was a funny visual gag. It was good. Um, the action, though, uh, itself was uh, was was almost too much. Of also, top, uh, it was fun. There was yeah. a shit, shit ton of blood bags, like in his in blood, that abandoned hospital. Blood fountains. Oh, I thought you meant in the action. Oh, okay. No. Oh, yeah. Was, I'm pretty sure those are some good people's blood. It's just not fresh. Yeah. Blood no, I, I don't think the movie cares to, to talk about that to specific. You know, yeah. How how and why he's not. And that's not, and that's fine. Yeah. You can gloss over that if you focus. Yeah, it on definitely glosses. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm with you. You're right. It is a it is a plot hole for sure. Yeah, or a character hole, whatever. Hole right, because you the, the way he has to see he sees it is probably more of a he needed to find a new place. He found a new place, you know. Like he needs to establish and they, they also it. Don't explain how he's made uh, with what money. I don't get how that beggars works. can't be choosers. Right. I don't get how he got that apartment. For example. Also, just when he goes into that priest in the beginning, holy fuck! You know what? That actually does bother me. It did bother me? Like, where's this guy getting money from? I know. I mean, obviously, like, he's victims, but like, yeah. it can't be that. Much. Unless, I mean, to be fair, Renfields could probably be playing the stock market for <laughs> I don't know a lot of years. You know, I don't, right. I don't think they're that savvy. That S and P five hundred man just keeps going up, and the Dow will crash once in a while, but it keeps going up. Yeah, the Indian trading company is still going. <laughs> I invested in a little thing called Apple so long right. ago. Mm -hmm. 
I just like apples. I thought it was an apple company. <laughs> right. Uh, I think I saw that joke somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying this movie is completely hopeless. I just wish it just had so much more in it that could have been uh, more fun. And unfortunately, a lot of the movie becomes kind of forgettable. Yeah, like, I'm gonna forget this movie in a month. I'm really gonna forget it. You know, I don't know when he it. kicked that guy and ripped his arms out of the sockets. That was kind of not. I also kind of feel like I've seen that before. Um, but cool. even so, that that was fun. But I think I will forget it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I still All think. Right. Um, do we want to talk spoilers? Do we? Care what is there to, what is there to spoil? It's. I'm pretty sure you could make this plot up. As you, uh, yeah, based on our discussion so far, yeah. we can figure it all out. Really, I, I, throw you I, don't off, we, you know? I don't think we have to. But I was just asking you guys if you guys want to. Uh, honestly, the less we spend on this movie, the better we're off. That's what I agree with. Uh, luckily, it's short, right? I remember that being that long, right? Dude, I think, I think it was like another 90 90, 90, minutes? 93 minutes. Uh, fucking uh, okay. solid. At, at least that's good. I'm glad that was true. Yes, you'll get out in 90 if you cut out the uh, credits. Yeah, that's true. 90 minutes. Um, all right. So that's our review of Renfield, a mad movie, unfortunately, but uh, with some good good parts in it. Um, we're going to take our last break here. When we come back, we're going to review our last film of the evening, which is 10 years ago to this year, uh, Upstream Color came out, a little indie movie that, trust me, you probably you haven't heard of it, but check it out and uh, stay with us. A man and woman are drawn together, entangled in the life cycle of an ageless organism. Identity becomes an illusion as they struggle to assemble the loose fragments of wrecked lives. This is Upstream Color uh, from 2012. 2013. 13. 13, my bad. Um, written and directed by Shane Carruth. It should also be said, starred, scored, and produced. storyboard and produced <laughs> by Shane Carruth. I should say all of that because it's true. The guy is in all the credits. Um. This also stars uh, Frank Mosley and Amy Simons. I really like Amy Simons. Um, it was an Amy Simons kick back then. Um, yeah, this is uh, the indies of indie movies in the sense that um, this guy, Shane Carruth, is known for one big indie film before this named uh, Primer, uh, which we've all seen, I believe, right? I uh, have multiple times. Ralph, you've seen that too, right? Primer. Yeah, of course. Pretty mm-hmm. sure I showed it to everyone. I think you and I, Ralph, uh, maybe Luke was there. I'm not sure. Um, on a lark, we rented it on yeah. Blockbuster and I remember. saw it, like, yep. and it was so amazing. Like yep. it blew our minds. It I blew guess. our minds. I think it was you two, and then you told me about it, and I had to watch it. Hmm. That sounds right. That's why I wasn't sure if you were there. I know Otto was there at the time, our old friend, but like uh, that's that's all I remember in the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was really excited for his next film, which came out uh, that you know, like a fucking decade later. Yeah, and it's been a, while, a lot really long. I mean, it hasn't made another one, as far as I know. Didn't he go to jail? He did. He, did. he uh, no, he's made other things. Has he made other things? I haven't seen him. I thought he went to jail because he beat Amy Simons or whatever. Did he really? I I think so. yeah, they were like in a relationship. But I think he beat her or something. Oh wow! I know that. Um, <coughs> do do do. He directed one episode of a mo- of a film of a TV series. That's it. So no, he hasn't done another movie. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah, he's worked in other things, like in the editorial department for something. He was in the additional crew for something. You know, like he's no. definitely in little parts. But I'm saying, as far as like a, a movie, he hasn't made another one since this one. Uh, um, so anyway, we're all excited for this movie. I was super excited for this movie so much so that I saw it at that time at the music box. Yeah, we and, saw it together. Yeah, we saw it together at the music box, and it was like you said, it was your first time. It must have taken you for your. You said it was your first time, I think. 
the first time I saw box? this movie? No, the first time you went to the music box. Yeah. You told me that earlier, okay. Wait, wait, wait. When? Did you, when? 2013. Oh, when the movie first came out? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I was like, I thought you guys were talking about like right now. I was like, wait, what? No, no, we've all been there. <laughs> You've never been no. to the... <laughs> I was about to say, I was you like, uncultured I'm, I'm, swine. No, I was about to say, I was like, didn't we go see Akira together? How do you, how do you like, not live in Chicago and not been there once, right? right. Um... Yeah, anyway, I'm super excited for this movie. So I picked it for this one, for the, my first uh, 10th anniversary thing here, because it is a real eye-opening kind of film for me, and I'll explain why as we review it. But uh, I was a really big fan of this indie director, and I really love his style. And not just in the movie, but as well as outside the movie. He, I believe, self-financed this entire movie, which took him a long time to make. You know, it took him a long time to make because of the money he had to, like, you know, get from individual investors. But... Um, I liked how anti-system it was for him, like to make this movie, you know, not including Hollywood and stuff like that, and, and a lot of his choices to have the ultimate freedom to do what he wanted, um, because that's how he is, and you can tell right away when watching this movie, this is not a highly marketable movie. It is not in any way, um, not in any way, but in very little ways for sure. And so that said, you know, to this movie, we're going to get to my opinion in a minute. We're going to start with Luke on this one. So oh Luke, boy! Okay, this so is your this, second time, I believe. Two, no, minimum third time. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. What did you think of Upstream Color? Okay, this movie is how I would always describe Primer: high concept, <laughs> low budget. <laughs> yes. Anyway, there's a lot of shit going on in this movie. It's crazy. Honestly, the first half of the movie, I don't even. I, from the first time I saw it, even now, I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and I, I don't think the people, but it's kind of true. Like even the people in the movie kind of don't know what's going on uh, in yes. their weird situations. Uh, we'll go straight to spoilers, right? Oh yes, it should be said. I should always say it's for this movie. Um, it's a ten year anniversary, so like we're not gonna have a spoiler section because we're gonna spoil it from the top. So expect spoilers. Yes, go okay. ahead. So I mean, like in the beginning, this lady's like abducted and weird fucking parasite things in her, and somehow it's linked to this pig, and she has her and the pig have like some weird connection to each other, and mm-hmm. it's so weird. Like, yeah, I still, it's, it's like a, uh, it, it's. It's like this weird circle of life of this parasite, of, of how it's like made, how it's transferred to like some, uh, like from the pig to a person, and then like then the pig has like the but like these little uh, piglets. Is that what the fuck they're called? Piglets, yeah, pigs? sure. Yeah. Cool that. Uh, and then you know those die in this really horrific way, and then the parasite's released from that, and it goes to these flowers, and it's weird. So weird, but then like this whole weird good, weird, bad, up to be decided. Okay, but then you have this whole thing with this thief guy who uses this thing to get people like hypnotized and like steals all their fucking money, mm-hmm. and it's so weird. Doesn't okay. So far, all I got is that really you think weird. this movie's weird. It's oh. it's really weird. It, it, and it's going to take a lot of like mental thought like to just process what the hell's going on. Hmm. I don't think the movie knows what the hell's going on. No, I think the movie is really well aware of what's going on. But that's just what I think. Uh, Rob, what did you think of this movie? 
Uh, indie as fuck. Is this your uh, second time? Yeah, second time. I don't think I've seen it. If if I did see it a third, I'd be surprised. Because um, I can't remember if I saw it. I remember seeing it the first time. And then I don't remember seeing it any other time after since since the recent watch. Um, and it's... Uh, I was trying to remember the movie. And I was like, I remember some things happen. But I was just like, where it goes. And um, to elaborate a little bit more, I, I remember watching the first time. And I was just like... Very confused, kind of like what Luke is saying, especially on my first view. On this second view, don't get me wrong; it's not as not that it's not confusing. It's it still is because the movie kind of just goes along with like stuff that's just happening without explanations. But mainly because a lot of it is they're finding out, they're trying to realize what's happening on their own, right? Um, and then there's just a lot of stuff that's not explained even from the beginning. It's just this um, maggot or worm or whatever that comes from a plant that gives you the ability to control people i guess but mm-hmm. it becomes a symbiote right um like i thought it um, almost tapeworm like right um and in order you can't just extract it you have to um you have to transfer it or something it seems like right for mm-hmm. or maybe you can't extract it from, from what it looked like you had to transfer it again i don't know if this guy was just taking advantage of them at the time it's, this is what this is what's happening right is that the movie doesn't tell you anything it doesn't elaborate it doesn't plan on telling you anything right that's that's where i'm like saying like you're left to like a lot of like questions you're asking a lot of questions in the moment from a traditional movie that you would see right um and that we're used to watching as well that you would get something at least a little hint of something of you know um you get a lot less hints i would say right um that you're given but so all this stuff that happens and then you find out that you have a connection like luke was saying with the symbiote right um and it's like this thing about like i think it's talking about um codependency on like drugs and stuff and uh what happens when you leave that and this is like a kind of thing and you still you know like how it can just ruin you and how you have to start over and how you're broken to people and people know that of you and people look at you differently and there's a lot of things that's going on um message wise at least that's what i take from it um and uh, it's all about these people, right? Who's well, there's. It starts off small, right? And it starts off with like a couple, like one, right? We start off with one, and then we which is her, and then we continue to like five, and then it ends up being like twenty plus, I think, right, or something like that, or twelve or something like that. Sure. I, if, I, if I remember correctly, um, on how many pigs there were in the den, and it's like this weird thing of like how how everything is kind of connected. And that's where, like, a lot of stuff, that, especially the the guy who's doing with the pigs, with the raising the pigs, right? And everything he's doing with this music and how he gets all these sound effects. That's, like, all of these extra things. And I don't know if he's always playing it for the pigs or something like that. That's where the connection is because that's where I get lost a little bit, right? And maybe maybe we could help each other help or help me get it, get, get that. Because, like, I, I get a little lost. It's like, well, that's his experience, not their experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's if they're only connected with the pig or is it they're just connected with everything overall. And that's what's a little bit trippy where that's where I just – I'm not grasping, right? Maybe, I, maybe I'm lost at it. But it's a lot of, like – it's a lot of, like, what we go – how – how easily like our also like just how memory is like easily influenced and how you feel these emotions and these shared and connected emotions as well. Um, and how 
how we deal with it is a big thing as well. It's crazy though the the way the movie is shot is very much like a loss a lot of loss of time. Um, it's, it's a lot of loss of time, and it's um it's 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 a movie that I was talking about today at work, and as somebody I was telling somebody, yeah, I got to record record my podcast about this, this and that, and then they were like, well, what's the movie that you're? And I I said the movie is when I set up string color, I was like, I guarantee you've never heard of it. <laughs> And like I didn't say it like to make fun of the movie or anything. I just know the common people, you know. Common, it's not marketable. It's not. It's it's you know it's not marketable, right? And it's just like mm-hmm. I said. I go and I told him. I go. It's probably the one of the most like like artsy Indian movies book. in the movies, right? That's I call like, it a really original movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll, really I'll, I'll say that for sure. But you know, and I say that, and then I and then I, I always I always preface. I always ended with. I got to give credit where credit is due because the director made a movie right before, not right before, but before this, which is probably one of the best time travel movies. You know, like, and I always explain about that. I mean, a primer is fantastic. Like, you know, when you think about it's just, yeah. and if people were into parasites a lot, this would be one of the best parasite movies ever made. Right. Right. And it's just, it's one of those things man. it's just like, I'm just like, it's definitely out there and it's hard to, rec- it's hard for me to ever recommend this movie, but I'll just saying you should just watch it. Because that's only really I can say to somebody. Yeah. If you if you're interested, if even like an inkling of interest, you should just watch it on your own. That's that's yeah. all I can say for this movie. Because um, yeah. even me, I'm just doing a bad job of just I'm just describing right. the movie. Because that's all I can that's all I can um, do. Because what I like what I take away is a lot of it is just like substance abuse, right? Um, this codependency thing. There's a lot of emotion stuff going on, and mm-hmm. it's definitely like it definitely hit harder this time around, or more under I guess more understanding ish. Than the first time, but the first time was in 2013. I wasn't ready for any of those type of things that I'm watching. You know, like I'm not. That's not anything compared to now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, I guess um, one thing you were talking about the whole shared thing, like the uh, uh, the one scene that really threw me off, uh, threw me off was about how they were talking about the memories that they have, mm-hmm. and like, no, that's that that happened to me. No, that happened to me, and it's like. That was so weird. Like, how do these memories get implanted into them as well? How they have like they remember something about some guy? Like, no, that happened to me. Like, well, is that the story that was told when they were being robbed by this grifter or this guy who steals it? Is it that memory that this is your life? This is what you read, right? Because it was all based on, like, think that Walden book, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of it was based off of that. Yeah. So, like, they all read the same thing. They were all told the same thing. You know, if you, anyone asks you, do this, memorize this. So we get that all through the perspective of her perspective, and you find out little by little that I guess everybody got this, right? Everybody who's been grifted. And he got it hard. That guy got it hard because apparently he fucking a lot of money compared to her. Yeah, well, he, 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 I mean, he almost law. got fired. He broke the law, and he should have gotten fired. Right, exactly. He should have been in jail. jail. He said, yeah, he, I should have been in jail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I obviously love this movie. It is a five star movie for me. It's um, it's Shocker. a movie entirely made. Yeah, I'm just for good reason. This no, is I know it's a good reason. Um, the movie is entirely made uh, as a show. Don't tell. The entire movie. Um, now obviously not, it's not true. The entire movie, but like, I, I, fucking eighty five percent of the movie is without dialogue. Yeah. And everything is sh- everything is, is shown to you. Everything you need to know about the movie, uh, all these intricacies, anything that could, anything with questions. I mean, not everything, mind you, but like nearly everything, especially with the plot, with what's going on with the main two characters, Jeff and what's her name, 
not cover that. Chris. Chris, really? Um, yeah, Jeff and Chris. I almost said Amy. Um, everything's going on with them, too. I think all of that is perfectly answered in the movie. And this is my third, this is my third time watching it. And I feel like I got even more completed. Like, when, you know, I, I, this movie rewards attention. If uh, this is not a movie to watch in the background, this is not a movie to watch. Oh, you can't. Distracted. No. Um, it requires your utmost attention, and it rewards you handsomely because I feel like I was and I was glued to the screen the entire time. And uh, this is, I'm, revisit, I'm revisiting this movie eight years out because I saw this when I got the Blu-ray for the second time. Um, but it, even that was a couple of years into it. But like even then, this at least at least eight years ago, and um, I really loved it again. And this this time around, and I, I feel like I caught everything. And yeah, you're. The you know um, the 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 scenes where they're showing Jeff and Chris, especially early on, um, when they first meet, being when they're so confused and trying to figure this out, yeah, you're confused and trying to figure it out with them too, but also you, the audience member, has a lot of knowledge that they don't have, <laughs> which is how the thief operates. They don't know what don't. happened to them. We get to see what happened. And actually, the movie doesn't open with them. It opens up, like Ralph said, with the worm, and specifically how the thief collects it. And also, you see—I don't know if there is helpers or what—but you see these two kids. There's one kid serving the cup to it to the other, like he is the host, and the kid is uh, drinking, uh, you know, the warm tea thing that they have. And that is what, like, it tells you right there in visual storytelling that he's mock. He's, he's like a magic trick. He has his eyes closed and he can mimic his movements, right? Uh, those early scenes with the kid tells you exactly what the worm does or what the collecting does. And he's just doing it for like a trick or to fuck around. But um, yeah, that's what they're doing. And it's really, really um, a, a very good way of showing what's going on. And the rest of the movie is just like that. It's like it's like very like slow and steady kind of string musical stuff. That again, Shane Carruth is the composer of the movie, um, the whole time nearly. And and through some explosive moments, sure, but like it just all through just some some natural sound, a lot of natural sound, I should say, and just visual storytelling. It tells you everything. Like every time someone starts thinking of something, they have a memory of that one thing. That memory reminds them of that thing, which leads them to the farm later. You know, like it just—if you're paying attention, the guy, like they're following. The reason they show, you know, there's that scene where the guy's like capturing sounds right everywhere, right? The farm guy, and um, and it ends with him being close to his own farm, and he goes to the electrical pole, right? And he's touching it, and you hear the warbling and everything. And so when Chris finds exactly, it's like she's investigating the thing, and her being connected with everything is what leads in leads them to the to the farm to begin with. It is because of these two they connect. Um, it is their connection that leads them to um, figure out what's going on. And I feel like the movie does a very good job of explaining all of that and just but just visually. Only visually. No one says it out loud. Um, no one does any of that. Like they figure out that this is the guy that's been making these sounds, and they figure out that these sounds sound like the CD yeah, that they know about. So they go find the CD, and they go find that that's where this. Guy no, 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 no. And I, I get, I get all oh, that, and I, I, I get that. But what I'm saying is, like, no, I'm how, saying that answers your question too. In my point, but yes, go ahead. What was? Does it? What, what was your question again? From before? 
for for the guy because because he's the one making the noise, right? Yeah. Is he also was he also one of the? Oh, is he also? Uh, they're connected because he's like he's like their um he's like the midwife of this thing. So the worm, for some reason or another, has to live, or right. the human dies. That's that's what I understood. Yes. Yeah. Once it lived in you, you. That's have- why they do the transfer to the pig. Right. This guy takes care of the pigs. Right. Right. And it's almost like a question like, did the pigs meet first or does Chris and Jeff meet first? Right. Because I think the pigs meet first in the pen and they start like, le- they like each other. And so these two meet each other in the city. Yeah. And start, which, like, they, unresp- like, they don't understand why they're into each which, other. Which, which makes sense. Be, which makes right? sense because it, their relationship in the real world does not make sense. How they talk no. to each other. How they're talking how to, they, how they're talking it, to it, each other it, in a way it where it's like, a weird couple. It, it, well, it almost feels like we knew each other in a past life. Before the before our, our current lives, right? And either you were my boyfriend or husband, and we don't know, but we talk to each other. They talk to each other very strange, but at the same time, like we know each other so well. Yeah, right. And, th- and that first meeting is their actual first meeting, right? And that's but that's the thing is like, yeah. but it doesn't the way they meet in the first time, and they say, "Well, you're gonna end in whatever." But at the same time, it doesn't. You know, it's the first meeting, but I guess the, as it progresses, you're like, "Is it the first meeting?" It like, is. it's also one of those things, right? Yeah, well, yeah, maybe not sure exactly, but I think. Right, well, I guess the, what I'm saying is that for the guy with, who the, makes the sounds, is like, how did the pigs get to? You know, what I'm saying, how did they get? He's making the sounds. He's not part. I know you're saying he's the midwife, right? Mm-hmm. But is it because I guess they're hearing the sounds also? Is that what well, it is? Is it the pigs uh, are hearing everything? Yeah, beyond it's not just the sound. I mean, I, I imagine that there is some of that component. Yeah. It's mainly through the touch. There's a reason um, why Chris imitates the way he touches the things where he finds the sounds from. Yeah, it's not just to go to the place like I heard it here. No, they imitate what he does exactly. Oh, exactly. No, no, no. I know. Touch of the rock, through touch of the light pole, yeah. through touch of them and the pigs is when they touch. When he touches the pigs, is like when they get that connection to the guy. Um, that's how okay. they connect okay. to the guy. So then, yeah, okay, then if that's the case, that makes sense. That's so fine. That's what that, I guess I, that's the missing link I'm getting. He's both their warden and their midwife. Yeah. He's like both of that to them. So I have a question then. So obviously if the pigs need to live, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because obviously at one point she thought she was pregnant and then yeah. the pig ended up being pregnant as well. And therefore the spawned off the little piglets mm-hmm. that he had to obviously throw into a fucking burlap sack and put in a river and drown Well, Rafa already nailed that, but yes, he, I guess he had to, yeah. But what hap- What would have happened if he did not do that? Well, the reason they do that, uh, my understanding, um, I don't know who, which one of you said that, I think it was Rafa, um, that feeds into the, that completes the cycle of like getting to the flower originally where the worms are at so they the, the thief can get them. So he is dependent the flowers. on yes. some depending type of on each offspring other. with cycle. the parasite. This is a nature cycle. It, really what this movie is about is the lifespan of the, of the worm. If you look at it that way, through a nature cycle, kind of in a nature, like a nature overview, it is really the life cycle of the worm. And, the, and okay. these humans are just part of the part of that life cycle, and they're just part of the host. Okay, but this guy facilitates these flowers, these rare flowers that he uses to make the tea to rob people, right? Um, when this guy throws them off the fucking river, the well, spawn, well, I, them, I think the tea is used for temporary effects. Oh yeah, probably, yeah, right. The warm itself. I mean, the warm right, itself. You're right, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're not. You're not wrong. My bad. But uh, but yeah, remember he calls everything carefully from this specific. 
place this specific bomb. Yeah, no, no, that ties back. It's actually when you see it. And it says, like, once the color is gone, it's over, right? Am I correct? I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's what's happening there. But also, I I think there's another reason for that. I'm not entirely sure this is me guessing more. I I don't remember exactly. If I watched those scenes again, I'm sure I would understand a bit more in the moment. But um, I think he kills them also so they don't... Like, there's a great chance that the human host might maybe off themselves or something like that. Like, the nature of the... Like, they think they have a kid and they don't. They might die or something. Like, I don't know what... I don't know. What feels worse? Wanting to show love... And right. care for a thing, or, or maybe sorrow and misery. Strong connection that might lead them to them. Uh, yeah. might lead the humans to to the farm. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing that, but that could be a, th- a component too. But I do know that once he kidnaps those pigs in front of those pigs and, and kills them, essentially, um, that fear of your own life being like ended. That's why they react that way and they end up sleeping on the tub and getting flashlights and water and weapons yeah. because they're worried like the pigs are for their own lives yeah, yeah. because the pigs are worried they're about to get killed because their children just got killed yeah. or taken away that's why that scene is so bizarre because if you look at it without any of the other context of the farm it looks like they're just freaking out over literally nothing <laughs> yeah yeah all right yeah it's just such a weird movie <laughs> but I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, it's like saying a David Lynch movies. I mean, yeah, they're all. Everyone has their own thing. David Lynch, man. Come on, but this guy, David Lynch, makes Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> Super straightforward. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, and I, I love also how there's a there is a. I don't want to say bastardization, but there is a, an evil way that this movie. Or the some of the some of the the bad guys of this movie, let's say the farm guy and the thief, um, the sampler, sorry, the sampler, uh, sampler and the thief, they they butcher and bastardize and make evil use of something that's supposed to be natural and harmon- harmonic. They use what's supposed to be harmonic in nature to humans, like literally a connection to nature. They use that for their own greed basically. And that's another component. If anything, I would say there is like a lesson, so to speak, or something they're talking about. It's like human involvement in nature is what this movie is talking about, in my opinion. Um, and I think the way that uh, the thief and the sampler are using them are just to take everything away from what can connect humanity to nature by making it worse, by destroying their lives and making these lives of the pigs as well and corner them and not nothing with love, just them in a space, you know, corralled and imprisoned. You know, I, like all that, is, I think it's a part of it too. And why I like the movie more. But I don't know. How do you guys think about the, What do you think of that theory? Is that something you think the movie is saying or is it something else? I know you You mentioned addiction and all that stuff. Um, is that what you think the main thing is? Main, more about addiction, more about something else? I feel like it touches that for sure. Like with the fact that like what, how you deal with an after effect of like somebody who went through addiction, right. And had that like really big episode of it, right. Where their, their biggest rock bottom, what is the rock bottom in this case is that they either, they'd spent all their money, they had all their life savings, all of these things. They have to start from fresh. And they mentioned that you have to start from fresh and the world shuns them. Right. Yeah. They went through this problem and no one understands them. And they, they actually almost don't even seek help. They never do. Almost none of them yeah. seek help, right? 
Um, and it's hard. Yeah, it's there's hard. a real like violated sense of like you need to be right. Like she even lies that she was gone. Yeah. It's right. She even lies about her being gone, and I don't know if that's that was embedded in her in the the whole aspect of the, the no it wasn't stealing right didn't i didn't see that right but she didn't know what to, that's what i saw right I, she yeah. didn't know what to say and she's like i, I was just sick i had a degree I was, I was, I had the flu. 106 106 feet. Feet. yeah I'm exactly. like, don't you just die at that point as an adult yes you would your brain would melt essentially yes yeah. um as a kid you're you i had i wonder i think they can go to 107 um but anyways besides the point uh the uh and he's saying kids don't have brains damn <laughs> wow strong stance strong stance yeah for sure I say they run hotter, but the uh, what's it called? Yeah, it's just like a, there's a it's, it touches on that and it speaks about that, and it's it is kind of how we treat people. Like that's how we treat. It's like it's like when we see prisoners and they're supposedly reformed. No one, I don't think prisons reform anybody, but when they get out of prison, we still treat them less than. You get what I'm saying? Uh, like, it's uh, just, in this country, yes, yes, in this country. Well, I'm not talking about any other. A few country. others too, but mainly yeah. ours. Yes, but mainly ours. Yeah. Well, and then that's the same thing here. We treat somebody with drug addiction as like, oh, you have problems, and yeah, like yeah. we don't want to, mm-hmm. we don't want to deal with you, kind of thing. We don't yeah. want to know about your problems. I have my own problems, yeah. you know. Like, and it's one of those things. And then the whole thing about nature, like that's a, I, I never saw it. I never saw that from the movie, which would make sense now with the symbiote and everything. Yeah, how you how you say it, it does make sense. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the hard part is just like when they meet is like the, for me is one of their big stretches. And I guess I must have seen miss the scene or miss who sees who first, the pigs or the, which is obviously I think it is the pigs. I think so too. It's harder to miss each other and in one farm <laughs> than versus one city, right? Right, exactly. And, it, and it's just crazy, right? How, how they have to kind of like go through. And I don't know if you notice also like they do a good job of, uh, with, uh, or with with uh, shooting like lighting in this, like what is like a good day compared to what is just a day or a, like uh, just going through the motions kind of day. It mm-hmm. looks very bleak and bland and like lack of color, right? Uh, compared to when you know, like the babies are born or the or the the piglets are born, right? And like yeah. stuff like that. That's like that's like a very bright and sunny day. You can even see more color than normal. Don't get me wrong; it's still bland in the background. Right, because like, yeah. but they, yeah. they, they does a really good job with that. Um, Dude, my favorite that. scary bit, and this movie is, uh, has some frightening parts in it because it's creepy. It's a creepy, especially in the beginning, the the way he's just like completely destroying her life. Yeah. Um, there's a part where he's like, my my my, I have a disorder where my face has the same components as the surface of the sun, so you can't see it. Uh-huh. And then there's a light there's that a light, he yeah. imagines uh-huh. to yeah. see. Oh my god! Oh, that's really. That's, yeah. that's that's a, a good way. Detail to, yeah, right. That's, what did he look like? I don't know. I couldn't look at his face. He like it the burned sun. me. He <laughs> burned my eyes. Uh, well, no, she has a memory of it. Um, that was just super creepy. That was a really good moment for me. I really, I love that every time, uh, in, a, in a good way. I don't, I don't know, whatever. Um, I also I love how uh, I really love the sampler. It's a great character. I, I I don't understand everything about him. He seems to be very a recluse, um, guy who loves soundscapes. I mean, he uses those. He uses a very specific soundscape to literally draw them in from wherever there are, right in the yeah. in the tri-state area, I guess. Like something in the ground, like the very nature of the ground is what calls them. And it's funny because where worms are at, right? They live on the ground a lot. Yeah. They they submerge. Yeah. Um, what? Go ahead, go ahead. No, no. Uh, and um, and then he does the whole midwife thing. Um, I love how he works. Like he touches a pig and sees where the human is doing connected to that pig i love that sequence uh, we see that with that husband character 
um, whose name is only husband, and he gets the I love yous every day, you know, because he's, 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 he's a long-ago victim now, and he's trying to get back on his feet, right? And, um, right, that was him, right? I think that was him. And he goes through the other ones trying to look for something's wrong in the air. He senses the wrongness of something going on. Yeah. And I love how she captures him. And ultimately how he is the real bad guy to them. Because, in my opinion, personally, he killed her babies. Yeah. It is a much more bigger affront than the actual thief who stole all this money and upended their lives and lost their jobs, lost their careers, lost their homes, lost their family. You know, like you would think that they would rebuilt. Be the guy, they rebuilt though, but they can rebuild. But yeah. this is unforgivable. Yeah, they rebuilt. He Ooh, is the main it. bad guy to her. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's why at the end of the movie, when like the happiest part is that there's two happy parts really, but one of them is that you sometime has passed and you see all these piglets everywhere, right? They're letting the pigs have piglets. I don't know if you noticed that. You guys see that? Yeah, yes, I did. I did. And then uh, we get that happy ending with it, but we also, you know, we'll get a, we also get like a touch, like a one shot thing of the thief not being able to get more of the flower thing, like they're yeah, because this flower just turned right because the cycle has been interrupted. So, yeah. like, unfortunately, doesn't get the comeuppance we all want out of a movie normally, but he doesn't get to do this shit no more. Right, the real result right. with him. Yeah, but I also think they do a good enough job where they yeah. make it next to impossible to ever. Blame, put the blame on that guy anyway because oh. they don't know who he is and all this other yeah. stuff that they right. he did to take care of himself right although he it does feel like he's uh it does feel like he's what's it called uh he's disappointed in his choice of her because you think like, so oh yeah he did seem to want somebody else like he was like kind of like kind of settled right yeah it looked kind like of settled, settled like almost like i wonder why guy. Yeah, is it by feeling? Is it by just like know. guess, like a guts, like a gut feeling thing? Yeah, I don't know. That was interesting. But I don't was, know that question. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, but that that thing with the the scene with uh, with the, the the wife was the wife. The wife was part of it too, where where she was also like also taken. Right? Am I, am I correct? The wife and the husband was the, of the one of them. I think was. I, I think it was the husband. I thought it was. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was. I kind of yeah. aim for one victim at a time, like not one. You know what I mean? Saying like, I yeah, know. no, I understand that, yeah. but I don't know if it was the husband. I, I, I thought it was the wife that got taken, not the husband. Maybe it was a wife, and then we saw through the husband something. Yeah, because the husband, because well, the wife, you, you keep, she keeps just like almost repenting, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. Maybe I got that wrong in my head. So I think she's I almost repenting, like, hey, I'm trying, like, I'm gonna do yeah. things differently, you know. Right. And, then, and then he's like, it's just fucking words. Like, I'm just like over it. Like, why am I even? Like, almost like, why am I even still with you? Kind of a scenario, right? Mm-hmm. He just doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to react to it. Yeah, and it, and it is one of those things. And he just says it's just fucking words. It's just fucking words over and over and over yeah. and over and over until he finally kind of like breaks a little bit. Like, yes, this, right. right? Yeah. Um, I do yeah. have one thing. What with the uh, obviously. The lifespan. If, so if the pig dies, then essentially the person will die as well. That is. That, that is. I think that's what the movie's telling well, that sucks showing us. I mean, if they die of natural death, yeah, pigs only live. I think I was reading like wild pigs up to ten years, pet pigs up to twenty years. What? Twenty. All years? these people are gonna have pretty. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe that's, that's it, a big component. Yeah. That's. Or maybe they live longer as the humans are. I don't know. It, it is a great scene at the very end. They were a very great shot at the very end when, when she has a piglet in her. In her and yeah. Her, and then was, the, the piglet's like, oh, I just love my mom. Yeah. Uh, it's more like I love me. Yeah. I right? guess. It's it's an extension of herself. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. Right. I'm not in a burlap sack. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they got that pig to kind of smile, but they did it. Yeah. Um, 
They gave uh, it food. Well, I was going to say that's the second real positive part of the ending is that, you know, for all that they lost, they gained something that we don't have. This real sense of like a real connection with nature and like a real one in the sense of this of, between these worms themselves and the other victims that got together. They probably all, probably all chipped in if they can to get this place maybe and they can live on this farm. And they have this great sense of connection with nature that none of us have that don't have this problem is that or solution to them. You know what I mean? It's like a real, it's a real ender because I think they live in a way that we can't even fathom to have that kind of feeling. And I think, I mean, I know a lot of parents, for example, might say that that's something they would feel with their children. But I mean, in the sense of like co, you know, like living with like, you know, in the sense of it is an extension of yourself. It's not your kid, yeah. you know? And it's a real, also, it's a connection that the movie uh, shows really throughout the whole movie, just like in very much more subtle ways, but like that you you can't fathom or think about how it feels because it's it must be like a warmth that we don't know, know you know, or that we've detached from over our years of um, living in um, away from it, you know, it could be that too. I was thinking there's a good sense of community mm-hmm. since they met all the other people that you know happened to. Yes, also that <laughs> great sense of community. I mean, yeah, they all have lot in common right we all got robbed (laughs) in a very specific way (laughs) yeah i love that movie for that a lot so yeah i really dug this movie i really that's all i have on it (laughs) give or take Mm. anything else you guys want to add no no i'm good all right look you good i think so all right, so that's it's our 10th year one. anniversary review of Upstream Color. It is available to rent or buy on iTunes and that kind of thing, but it's not streaming anywhere as far as I saw. Um, but that is it for our show. You have been listening to another movie podcast. Remember, we come out every other Wednesday. So next time, Luke, you are picking the next film. Yes. And I'm sad to say, but I'm sad to ask, but what are those movies? All right. So the first one on the list, if we can all make it, is going to be uh, Bo is Afraid. Bo is Afraid, right? Yes. Yes. Then followed by a documentary on Amazon Prime called Judy Bloom Forever. Something tells me it's about Judy Bloom. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And for uh, the 10-year marathon, we're going to go back to... A movie, ironically, Joaquin Phoenix in two movies if we pulled this off. Her. You couldn't find, find a third movie with him? Right? I wish. Anyway, no. so what's this movie? Her. Oh, it's the 10th year anniversary of Her. Yes. Very interesting. All Very right. Very interesting. This movie was my number one of that year. I think that was like the first time I ever had a top 10 list, probably. Mm. And this was your number one at the time? That was the number one, Her, yeah. Okay. That, I like that. Sounds nice. All right. Um, I really like that thing. I'm in a while. To rewatch, rewatch that movie again, and especially with AI being a thing this year a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, those are the picks, so guys. Everyone, we'll go watch those movies and come back with us in uh, in two weeks. Until then, I am Oscar and Luke and Ralph. See you later. <laughs>